Welcome to the Wealthier Together podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help women cultivate wellness in all areas of their lives. Today's interview is with Beth Nelson. She helps women get clarity and get unstuck during life's transitions. So welcome everyone. Today I'm going to be talking to Beth Nelson. Beth is an inspiration and leader for women who are ready to awaken into the fullest version of themselves at midlife and leave a meaningful impact on the world. As a life purpose clarity coach, confused and disengaged women in their 50s and 60s hire her to build the necessary confidence to reinvent themselves and create a life full of passion, purpose, and authenticity. Her workshops, retreats, private coaching, and online programs have helped over 100 women in the last year to uncover their unconscious beliefs and make lasting change to feel more vital and engaged in midlife and beyond. Beth created Ignited Women in 2016 to unleash the greatly underutilized wisdom of midlife women into the world and to foster a cultural shift in how they are seen and valued. She's also a yoga instructor, and she has guided hundreds of women to a deeper quality of presence through movement and stillness. She's also a licensed desire map and fire starter facilitator and a 500-hour certified yoga teacher. So hello, Beth. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Thank you. Blessing. So glad to be here. Thank you so much. So can you tell us a little bit about how you became a life purpose clarity coach? Sure, sure. So a few years ago, maybe five years ago, I found myself at a crossroads. I um, was working a job that really didn't satisfy me. It, it didn't match my abilities. And um, it was very high stress. Um, so and I actually got laid off from that job um, unexpectedly. And even though it was a hard thing at the time, it turned out to be a blessing because it made me realize that I was just going through the motions of my life. I wasn't living, I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do and uh, unclear about what this next phase of my life was gonna be. I was going through menopause, I was transitioning through, you know, I was just about to turn 50 years old and I, you know, as many of us end up doing at midlife, we start to, look back and say, really, is this it? This was life? Or, you know, or I, time's running out. I've got to do something to, to, so that I'm remembered for something that means something to me. So that was a big transition for me. And it inspired me to take the bold leap and create my own business so that I could support other midlife women through that same transition. Thank you for sharing your story. There's a lot of people that go through that, especially women that go through that midlife crisis and they have no idea like where to go from, from there. So it's good that you have that personal experience so women can relate and know, okay, she's actually experienced this. She's not just telling me, you know, random things. Right, right. And it's also because it was hard for me. You know, I didn't have any guidance um, other than, you know, looking at books here and there. And I've, taken a lot of the struggle out for other women by, you know, coming up with a, a, a streamlined step-by-step -step program that'll guide them through all of the steps to become clearer on what they want and what they're great at. Our first question is, 
How do you help women redefine their boldness in midlife and beyond? I saw it on your website and I was like, I've got to ask you. <laughs> That's a great question. And I kind of alluded to it already. It's that all of us, every human, not just midlife women, but every human has a unique ability, a, a unique gift. And what tends to happen, especially with women, is that we have these predefined roles. You know, when we're, when we're just turning 20 years old or so, we're in that phase, the maiden phase, where we're trying to figure out, are we going to have children, build a family? You know, we're looking for something to connect to. And then in the middle of your life, uh, you know, and then you go into a married life where all you're focused on is caring for others. Um, and so... Stepping into boldness is reclaiming who you are at a core level. So it's going back to what you love to do when you were a kid, or maybe even what you love to do as a young adult, but you got away from because everyone else's needs were coming first. And a lot of people, a lot of women feel intimidated about, you know, reemerging or, or, or reigniting into who they once were because they feel like, well, it, uh, so much time has passed. I can't do that. Um, so it's about it, just getting rid of the negative beliefs and, and reframing them in a way that you remember who you truly are, your true essence. I think it's definitely important to reframe um, because we, that's how women get, well, everyone, but women especially get stuck but when you can reframe it or someone can help you see it from a different perspective and, you know, help you go back and identify those gifts that you have that you kind of push to the side while you were taking care of everyone else, it's easier for you to see um, what those, those giftings and what those goals and are. Right. Right. And, and it, it makes the difference between sort of waiting out the rest of your life. I really, when I turned 50, I was like, Oh God. Thank God it's getting closer to being done. And I thought, that's not how I want to live the rest of my life. Because in my head, I was still 25. My energy level is still pretty good. Yeah, I'm not as active as I was. But I wanted other women to feel that too, so that they didn't, you know, get lost in um, spending the rest of their lives taking care of others and instead got back to why they were here, you know, unique uh, purpose for themselves. You've already covered one, but next question is, what are some things that hold women back and why? So you already covered negative beliefs. Are there any other things that hold women back? Oh, yes. Um, I think that in our culture, in American culture, especially, there's a negative connotation about women after midlife. Like, we don't have a purpose. Um, we've raised children or had a big career or been, um, you know, a partner, and then we're supposed to just fade away into the background. I, you know, I mean, that's the way that we're treated. You can just looking around and seeing all of the advertisements for how to look younger, how to get plastic surgery, all of the things. It's very rare that you see an image of a midlife empowered woman as something to aim for. And I think that if we are together and working as a community and reminding ourselves or even having the tools to remind ourselves internally of our own value and passion and purpose, then it's gonna shift the way that the culture um, sees us. I agree. <laughs> 
And the thing is that that's kind of ironic is in other cultures and in er earlier in American history, um, the when families live closer together, you know, the, the older women were the sources of wisdom and they would impart that wisdom to the, you know, the, the daughters, the women in the community. And because of the industrial revolution, people started moving further away because they were, you know, going to work in the cities and that has kind of faded away. You can, you can see it most definitely. You can see it. Um, and definitely in other cultures, like, the people who are older are sources of wisdom. Like my parents are Nigerian and they're, it's a, they're sources of wisdom. They're not put to the back. Like that's where everyone goes to get that, you know, how do we do this? Or how do you, you know, if the bait, if something happens to, let's say a baby, what, what, what do you do now? They're, they're very integral parts of life. They're not pushed to the side, but in our current American culture, everyone is like, you know, let's chase the fountain of youth, which there's nothing wrong with making sure that you feel good and look good, but wisdom dies when you don't tap into, especially women or anyone that has all of this experience that can especially help the younger generations who are unaware of a lot of these lessons and life lessons that can be given. I'm so glad you brought that up, Blessing, because, um, I fully agree with that, that there's so many, uh, there's so much wisdom and, you know, my, honestly, my bigger reason, my big why, as, as often it's called, um, for doing this work is that I see the world needs so much healing. And here, you know, um, women over 50 are one of the biggest population growths in, in the United States because of the baby boom, mm -hmm. you know, we're just starting to come into that. And We've had more experiences. Many of us have, you know, worked worked in careers or again raised children. Um, and I want to be a part of the shift back to the the wise woman and yeah. really yeah. revering their knowledge. Um, I find it fascinating. I read that in China, women actually induce menopause. They take hormones or something to induce menopause early because they're so much more respected as an elder in their society. So it's sort of like the reverse of the fountain of youth um, for them. So it really is, it shows how much power the culture has on how we act. And I, that also means that we have the power to make a change. That's very true. I don't know about inducing things that your body isn't ready for, but I, I understand the idea that, yeah. Um, so what role does fear play when women play small in their lives and in the world? Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. I think the fear is of uh, rejection. It's also of um, not feeling worthy. I think because after so many years of always putting someone in front of them, um, always taking care of the needs of their children or of their spouse or, you know, whatever the person, whoever the person is, of years of doing that, it's really hard to, to have any clarity on what you want because you've been told all these years what it is you're supposed to be doing. And so all of a sudden, uh, or not all of a sudden, when, when this newfound freedom arises at midlife, 
there's a big fear around, am I really going to be able to do this? Am I really going to be able to reinvent myself and, and come out uh, from, from hiding in a, in a way and reveal all parts of myself and have them be accepted? So I think that um, fear is, uh, unfortunately, the norm for many women. And that's when I, you know, I, I often speak of women who've settled. They've settled for mediocrity. So a lot of midlife women are, are doing okay. You know, they're living their lives and they're financially secure and, and have a, a loving home, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But is that really enough when they could have so much more fulfillment if they were bringing back in all parts of themselves and reclaiming it for themselves? I hope that answered the question. It did answer the question. Um, Fear is, it just plays this big role. Um, The past week, I was looking at a devotional, and it was saying that each of us brings a specific thing into the world that once we go, it's no longer there anymore. We're all unique. We all have something special to bring. So if we allow fear to shut that out, we, we don't know who we you know, there are people here that we're supposed to reach, whether it's by helping them, whatever way that is, there are people that only we can reach, either by our stories, our life experience. And if we allow fear to shut us up, we don't reach those people. And those people are not, let's say like you're empowering women who are in their midlife to go out there, be bold and reinvent themselves. If you didn't do that, like there are people that those hundreds of women that you've helped, who would have helped them? And so I think if we look at it that way, that we are all unique, there is no, even twins are not the same. They may look the same, but they're not the same. We each have something special to give the world and we have to kind of overcome that fear. Yeah. And I always go back to, you know, I'm going to, not going to be able to quote it directly, but the quote that Marianne Williamson often uses, and actually I saw her in person and she says that um, it's erroneously um, credited to Nelson Mandela, but that he didn't say it. Anyway, a little side note, um, but I I think you may be aware of the one that I'm speaking of. It's like, who are we not to be completely who we're meant to be? You know, we say, oh, who am I to show up in my full brilliance? Well, who am I not to? Because as you say, by me not showing up fully, I'm not helping others. And that's a big part of who I am. And that's why I talk a lot about finding a way to plug into um, each woman's unique brilliance so that they can leave their meaningful mark on the world. Because it is a meaningful mark, no matter what it is. And a lot of people think of you know, they have to find this grand calling, you know, like Mother Teresa and the skies part, and suddenly they know exactly what they're supposed to do. It can be as simple as, you know, I'm teaching my grandchildren how to knit and passing on that tradition. It could be, you know, something very simple, but when you own it, it gives you a reason. It gives you a deeper reason and deeper meaning in your life. And I think that that's really critical. For everyone, and especially for midlife women who've been <laughs> told to stay small. So, very true. And it's interesting how we always think that we have to do this huge, big thing. Mother Teresa started small, like when she was yeah. younger. You know, it it was 
things that she saw, she stepped out, she saw a need, she took action, and that's how she eventually became Mother Teresa. Um, you know, she wasn't Mother Teresa when she was born. You know, that's something yeah. that developed. And so it's important for us to take small steps and help where we can within our spheres of influence. And then who knows what will happen from there. It just takes one person to make an impact in another person's life. Because we've heard all these stories where it's just one person, either it's one kind word or something that helped someone else that helped, who knows, thousands of people. So right. it's good to be aware um, of that. Okay. So why do women feel so stuck during life transitions and how can they get unstuck? Um, great question. Um, one reason that many w women feel stuck is they've been doing it for a long time and they've been, uh, they, many women created, um, habits and patterns to keep them feeling safe, especially when they were younger. And even though they've outgrown those patterns, they just continue down that same worn path because that's what they know. And it's, and it's a little frightening to go out, out of that path. Um, so ways to overcome that is getting really clear on what it is that you want, getting clear on your values. What are the things that really drive you? Um, and, you know, it, it, I, I understand that there are many, most women or most people have about three core values that really drive who they are. And another big part of the work that I do, and you talked about that I'm a desire map facilitator. Well, the desire map is a process for building your life around how you want to feel. So reaching a goal is not the end. It's actually how you feel when you reach the goal. So creating a life based on feeling a certain way most of the time. Um, an example for me is one of my core desired feelings or my preferred way of feeling is feeling ignited. I mean, that's why I named my program Ignited Women. And to me to be ignited means, you know, being fueled from something deep within me. So what I do when I work with women is I take them through a really rich process of exploration where they get clear on what's working in their lives, what's not working in their lives and how to have words that serve as guideposts to bring them back during those times when they start to feel small again or start to go back into old habits. So it's a, you know, a step-by-step -step process so that when you wake up, you know you are guided by, by your words, by your actions, and um, the, the small little shifts, small incremental and consistent shifts and actions that get you where you need to go. That's a really critical part of it. That's really good. And especially since women and everyone, but women are very, very familiar with patterns because it helps us feel safe. It's yeah. um, important to, like you were saying, get clear. And then I like what you were saying about how you defined um, being ignited. So I think it's really important for women to define what success is to them because women like yeah. to compare themselves to other people and not realize mm -hmm. that what's successful or what's success for one person, you hate when you get there. So to get clear on what they want and then define success for themselves. Yes, so true. And, be, and, and find a way to, to, to be supportive of others and really building community. I have been so um, somewhat astonished at first, but now so grateful 
um, how women, when we come together, you know, in my live workshops, especially when there's that sense of, oh my gosh, it's not just me going through this, that, and how well women can support each other um, and, and encourage each other to really break free from the limiting beliefs and move beyond them. That is very true. Having accountability and again, that shared experience is very important because we know that women are very supportive in nature and the power, women, when women get together and they make up their mind, big things happen. So, yes. so what oh, are true. some ways, what are some ways women can be more bold in their day-to-day -day lives? Um, I think by having a clear vision of where they're going. Because when, uh, you know, as you said, women can be really powerful once they know what they want. And so having um, a connection to that uh, clear vision of what they want and plugging into it each day makes them bolder. It's also um, about setting clear boundaries. Not only do you know what you want, but you know what you don't want. And find ways to build your life um, around what you want and um, how to consciously and, and kindly create boundaries around what you don't, because that sets such a strong example for younger women as well. When, when I, you know, I have a great example that I was asked um, to take over a yoga class, and it was on a Sunday morning. And I really liked the class, but I was feeling torn because I, I hold my Sunday morning sacred for my Sunday morning runs, or sometimes I do a, a race. Or, or something else. And so I wrote back and said, you know, I, I am more committed to taking care of myself in, in the ways that I do on a Sunday morning than I am to regularly teaching this class. You know, I compromised and said, I'll come in and sub whenever you need. And I got such a great response back, like, wow, you were so full of your own integrity and you knew exactly what you wanted and wouldn't stray from that. So I think that I feel really bold when I know that I have communicated in a clear, in a conscious way what I want and um, allowing for compromise, but at the same time, sticking to it because that sends a message to my body and to my soul that I really matter. And I, that's the critical part. Yeah, you hit on a point about boundaries. Um, setting clear boundaries is extremely important because it really does allow others, it helps others know how to treat you and it also helps you know how to treat yourself and lets you put your foot down on things you will not tolerate. And personally, I've had to do this and it's crazy how when you get clear and then you actually start enforcing those boundaries, how things that you don't want, like they're very clear. And then when yes. you meet people who align with you or respect those boundaries, it, it's just, it is, a whole it's it's a 180 um, and boundaries are very very important especially you know since a lot of women when they're middle aged they've taken care of everyone else setting that boundary and saying I'm gonna take care of myself because frankly you can't take care of others if you haven't made sure that you're taking care of yourself exactly so setting clear boundaries is is a very very good one so the last question is why do women avoid being the best the best version of themselves? Wow. I think my, my, my suspicion is, um, again, fear of being rejected, 
also um, not knowing how to do it, not knowing really what that means or fearing that they'll start and then won't be able to finish or that, I mean, all kinds of fears. I, I could list many of them. And I think um, when we as women have been told for so many years that we are to be in the back seat, it's hard to jump up into the front seat and figure out how to drive again. So it takes a lot of courage, a lot of boldness, as I often mention in, in, uh, in a lot of the work that I do, and a, a, a tremendous amount of faith in your own value to know that what you're doing makes a difference. That's really, that's very, very true. So you've covered the importance of getting clear, identifying those patterns that keep you stuck and safe, because stuck and safe is not where we want to be. We want to yeah. be ignited, which is not, does not connect with stuck and safe. And then we also talked about how being, getting accountability, because we know that when women bond together, they can do anything. So can you let us know how people can get in contact with you? Yes, yes. Um, so I've got some exciting things coming up um, in, in the spring of 2019. Um, one of which, well, the best way to get in touch with me is through my website, ignitedwomen.net. Um, I'm going to be hosting a live masterclass in the month of March, a few um, iterations of that new masterclass called How to Get Your Mojo Back at Midlife. Um, and then I'm also going to be launching uh, this spring my group online, live um, online program. So we'll be communicating via teleconference um, called Ignite Your Purpose, Reveal Your Path. And that's an eight-week program. So you can uh, connect with me on my website, sign up for my email, and you'll get all kinds of information about that. And I will, of course, uh, Blessing, send you any pertinent information for you to add into the show notes that uh, may get people more directly to what they're interested in. Thank you so much, Beth. And listeners, if you have a friend or someone who is playing small, who needs to get out and be bold and ignite that passion again, go ahead and make sure that you check out her website, you check out her live masterclass, and then um, if it's for you, you can also check out her online eight-week group program. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Wealthier Together podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and share this podcast with a friend.